Hi, I'm Ange Murphy, host of the Realising Your Potential podcast series and Chief People and Communications Officer at Accolade Wines. I'd like to welcome you to Seller Picks, our new bite-sized podcast series. For Seller Picks, we choose some of the real stories our extraordinary guests have shared over the last three series. So think of these episodes like a short, high-intensity training session, just under 10 minutes, and your development for the day is done. Each episode will focus on one key trait of effective leadership, such as mindset, trust, communication, resilience and feedback, to name but a few. In this episode, we explore the impact physical exercise has on our mental performance and well-being, a topic I'm very passionate about. I know many of you will agree that exercising is a good thing to do. But I also know, given how busy life is, exercising consistently is often easier said than done. Over the years, what I've found works for me is to add exercise to my to-do list, just like all my other priorities. What I've learned is by showing up and being consistent will help you create a habit that eventually your body will crave. If I have any hopes as a result of you listening to this episode, it's that you move a little more every day and that you encourage the people in your life to do the same. This episode is not intended to replace the advice of medical professionals. So before beginning any exercise program, please check with your doctor who will be able to advise you more accurately. To kick things off, Paralympic rowing coach Jason Baker discusses how reconnecting with an activity has benefited him. I've probably gone through phases of looking after myself not so well and looking after myself a little bit better. I surfed on and off all my life. I started surfing three or four times a week, mostly just as a form of exercise, but as fun and recreation as well. The benefits of exercise for the regulation of your body, of your emotions, of everything in your life, it's hard to understate. Even for me, I believe it just it metabolizes a lot of the hormones that you don't want in there, like the cortisol and, and all that sort of stuff. It settles your mind. I don't think there's anything else quite like it, really. JB is right. There really isn't anything quite as effective as regulating the chemicals in our systems. A number of studies have shown exercise increases the endorphin serotonin and dopamine, which improve our mood and lessen anxiety and depression. Exercise has also been shown to protect against the effects of chronic stress which, as JB mentioned, is linked to the levels of cortisol in our systems. Although cortisol does play an important role in regulating our immune response, too much can actually damage neurons in the hippocampus, which plays a major role in learning and memory. For me, I find that an early morning run is the best way to get me started for the day, or an afternoon run is simply a great method to shut down my mind after work. When I run, I find I'm not crowded by thoughts, It is simply about being at one with my body and focusing on putting one step in front of the other. Exercise doesn't have to mean going to the gym. For JB, it's surfing. For me, it's running. For you, it might be something completely different. Another discovery is that exercise seems to activate the proteins that promote the growth and repair of brain cells. As Robert Butler from the National Institute of Aging says, if exercise could be packaged in a pill, it would be the single most widely prescribed and beneficial medicine in the nation. So my challenge for you is to find a physical activity that helps you clear your mind from the to-do list the emails and what has happened that day, regulates those chemicals and gets the good endorphins flowing. Now over to Tanner Gardner, 
Senior Associate Athletics Director and Chief Operating Officer at Rice University to share what works for him. To me, daily physical activity is so important to personal success. My wife and I, we exercise every day. Not a long time, but we try to get in 30 minutes a day. So for me, I'm an early morning riser. I get up before 6 a.m. every morning uh, and I do a run, a lift, a bike, something like that. It's the one time of the day where I am away from technology. I don't have people talking to me and I can just clear my mind. I can pray. I can uh, just focus and unload. And this is a non-negotiable for me. I got to exercise every day because I think it's what refocuses me and gets me calm and ready to approach the day. That keeps me in shape for these climbs. Now I got to do a little more training for things like Kilimanjaro, which we deal with altitude there. But I think the daily discipline of exercise prepares me for things like that. And more importantly, I think it prepares me to be more successful in life, whether that's as a husband, a father, a manager, as an employee, whatever that might be. Apparently, the average adult spends 70% of their lives sitting or lying down. And according to Carol Williams, author of Move, The New Science of Body Over Mind, the brain has evolved not for us to think, but to allow us to move away from danger and towards rewards. Moving is at the heart of what we think and feel. If we stay still, our cognitive and emotional abilities become seriously compromised. The other thing Tanner does is he exercises for at least 30 minutes. Now, if 30 minutes a day feels like too big a leap from what you do now, then the experts advise starting small and making progress rather than falling at the first hurdle. For example, this might be doing three 10-minute brisk walks throughout the day. In fact, Canadian scientists who helped popularise high-intensity interval training published a study in the Journal of Applied Physiology. Short bursts of physical movement interspersed throughout the day, like briskly climbing stairs, can improve fitness levels. The people who took part in what they called exercise snacks actually reduced their blood sugar levels, lowered their blood pressure and increased their tolerance for exercise overall. Such a simple way to reframe exercise. As Simon Sinek put it, consistency beats intensity. I've added a link in the show notes that offers over 100 practical exercise for you to incorporate into your everyday routine. But in order to really shift the dial on your cardiorespiratory fitness, you do need to exert yourself every now and then. Over to Dustin Butler, ex-Olympic rowing coach, who says that having a goal, especially one that scares him, is what helped him exercise more. Did my first marathon, which was a bit of a disaster. It didn't go as, as well as I planned. I learned a lot. Even though I was a coach, I made every rookie mistake in the book and then just really enjoyed the process and, and carried on with it. And, and I noticed that my mindset started changing. I was less stressed. I had more energy during the day, although I was running a lot now on top of my day-to-day job, I actually felt like I had more energy, not less. I've always struggled with the early mornings and I noticed that the fitter I became, the the less I started struggling with the early mornings and my mood just generally changed. So I'm a big advocate of, of physical activity, that's for sure. I've always been a pretty stressed person. I've got I've got terrible teeth and molars from grinding my teeth, but the last couple of years just seems to alleviate and I honestly put it down to the fact that I've I've done more exercise. It's been a game changer in some ways. I imagine many of you have experienced the positive impact exercise can have on your mindset, energy levels and overall well-being. So why is exercise not part of everyday life? 
We spoke earlier about it not being a priority and how you can overcome that. It is also about understanding what motivates you to exercise. My motivation is to be healthy and fit, to be able to run until I'm 80 and potentially beyond. So I can continue to keep my body moving and reap the benefits that that brings. That's what keeps me motivated to exercise every day. Find the motivation for you so that you can build exercise into your everyday life. According to Teresa Martineau, behavioural change expert at Cambridge University, she says the only way to bring more movement into everyday life is to change our environment to the point where you can't help but move. For example, walk to the cafe instead of using the car to pick up your morning coffee. Or if you're in the office, perhaps use the standing desk. When I'm at home, I use the upstairs, not the downstairs bathroom. So I'm going up and downstairs several times a day. The point being, if you want to exercise more, then you have to design the environments you spend most of your time in, in a way that encourages movement of some sort. There is one more aspect really worth knowing, a side of exercise that is often overlooked in the corporate world, but very much seen as critical in the sports performance world. Over to executive coach Claire Salvetti to tell us more. I take a lot of guidance from the sports performance world because they've done a lot of research around how to get peak performances. The number one thing they do is they actively incorporate rest and recovery into their training. And I find it interesting in the corporate world, rest and recovery is often seen as a weakness. So I'm very mindful about rest and recovery. For me personally, I've got a a yoga habit. I love it because it is, it's a stretch, but it's also mindfulness and just about being in the moment. And the thing it's taught me, I get most joy joy in the incremental learning of it. You don't rock into a yoga studio and then can just be a pretzel. It takes hundreds of hours to improve from going to not being able to do a handstand to doing a handstand. And I love the idea that day to day I get no improvement, but over a month I might see a tiny bit. And so that is just, that makes me feel good. I find what Claire said so interesting and refreshing. Our mind and body works best when moving. And yes, not enough of us are doing it but we're also not resting properly. The Wellcome Trust, along with a group of scientists, conducted the largest study ever done on the topic of rest. 68% of 18,000 respondents across 134 countries said they would like more rest. Unsurprisingly, those who felt they needed more rest also had lower wellbeing scores. The top five activities that people find most restful are often done alone. Reading came out as a clear winner being in nature, listening to music, and doing nothing in particular. Professor Felicity Cullard of Durham University says, we really need to challenge the assumption that if you take more rest, you are more lazy. The fact that people who are more rested seem to have better well-being is an endorsement for the need for rest. I'm in the camp of someone who exercises every day, but I've become quite tuned into how my body is feeling. If I've done a 15K run one day, I'm not going to do another 15Ks the next day. I might go for a recovery swim or a walk, some Pilates or meditate. Sometimes I do nothing in particular. It's important to listen to your body and respond with what it needs. Think about how you build in rest to your week. The more you purposefully build in recovery, the more you actually improve. Whichever way you look at the science, exercise is really good for our brains and our bodies. 
moving little and often is significantly better than doing overly intense workouts that can leave us injured or less motivated to go again. Most of us have felt the benefits of exercise, yet most of our days are spent sitting. Yes, time is a factor, but it always will be. The solution, deliberately design your environment to ensure you get some form of exercise, no matter how small, every day. Finally, find the activities that help you to fully switch off and feel rested and restored and put as much emphasis on designing those into your day as you do exercise. Well, that's it for this series. I really hope you found these bite-sized episodes useful, learned something new, and maybe even implemented a suggestion or two with some success. Remember to check out the show notes and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. Thanks for listening. These podcasts would not be possible without a super production team. Big thanks to the team at Martino Consulting. 